Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. Living well begins and ends in the fear of the Lord. And let me say that again. You cannot live well the way God defines living well without living in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You can't, but the reason why is the, the moment that you try to apply these principles of Proverbs to your life, but if you do so without having the fear of the Lord mixed in there, the problem that you will run into is that you will generally be successful, but you won't be specifically and spiritual successful. Let me put it to you like this. If you run up and down this highway out here, and you are driving the exact speed limit, I guarantee you, you'll be successful. In fact, if you're trying to avoid a ticket, they don't pull people over that don't speed. You know, it's just one of those things. Now, if something's wrong with your car, that's a whole other issue. But for the most part, the reason why they pull people over is for breaking some type of law. You don't break the law, you don't get pulled over, you don't get pulled over, you don't have to deal with it. Wisdom tells you to follow and obey the laws of the land. But like you and me together, sometimes our foot gets heavy. And we're late, and we've got things to go, and you know, all these things to do, and places to go, and all these things in our mind. And so we're driving down the road, and there are times that we are going way faster than the speed limit. And then there's that reminder sitting there in the weeds that we should have fear of the Lord. And you know everybody that has fear is people, when I see them speeding by me on 98, when they see the police sitting in the, over on the side, there's red lights that come on. People that don't live in the fear of God, they just hit the gas and see if they can outrun them. And that's just dumb. So here we are in life. We have been given principles. Now, obeying the law of the land in this particular instance is not something special. It's not going to bring some kind of blessing from heaven upon you. What it's going to do is, is keep, you know, the, the authorities out of your business. That's the way it works. It's you obey the laws of the land, you're doing okay. So there's no kind of major blessing with this. So, so there are some people, what I'm getting at, is that there are proverbs in this passage from the book of from chapter 10 all the way to chapter 29 that you can read and apply for yourself without having the fear of God in your life and it will generally make you successful but it will not bless you. Let me say that again. It will generally make you successful if you apply the wisdom in scripture. But if you don't do so in the fear of the Lord, then you will not bless you and you will not be favored. Let me give you even more information here. 
the, the, the fear of the Lord allows God to be involved in your living. By humbling yourself before the Lord, what you are doing is you are saying, God, I, I understand that all of this world belongs to you. I understand that everything that I have today belongs to you. I am nothing but a steward in this life. And everything that you've given to me, God, is by your, your hand of mercy and grace and peace. And God, I submit myself to you as we talked about last week. I submit myself to you, and in my submission to you, I allow you to come into my life and to bless my comings and goings. Let me say it like this. You can live a good moral life and never know Jesus. That's where I'm going with this. You can be a nice person. And avoid the things the Bible tells you to avoid. But it still doesn't change the heart. And that's what God is after. You see, we're not, we're not here to be just a spiritual club where we're all doing the same things because we like generally peaceable living. No, that's not why we're here. We're here to encounter an almighty God. We're here to encounter a Savior that wants to help you and cause you to live well. And living well means that I have to be in fear of God, submit to him, and obey his commandments. And there will be times that, that living well will cause me to, to do things that will make me a little bit nervous. And I may not understand why I am to say and to do and to be the things that I, uh, he's called me to be. But because I live in fear of God. I obey him. Jesus said it like this. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you have the fear of the Lord, you will obey what God wants you to obey. Your children, if they, if they walk in, in an atmosphere of respect for you, what will happen is when you tell them to do something, they'll do it. Many times our children get punished not because they do wrong things, but because of the disrespect. Y'all shook your head on that one. It's not so much that they did wrong. It's just their disobedience disrespected your authority. It may not, you may not actually be right. That happens, parents. But to violate your respect is wrong. And that's where, where the blessing of the Lord comes in. If you see, if I, I walk in God and I live in fear of the Lord and I, I understand, I submit, I may not understand, and here we know this, that God's always right, so that analogy falls away here. But if I may not understand why God tells me to avoid such living, why God tells me these things, he may not include me in on why it's important. All I need to know is, is that by my fear of God, I must obey him. I may not understand the complete complexities of it all. He, I, I don't have the ability to perceive all that he's telling me to do. But what I do know is if he tells me to do it and I disobey him, I am in trouble. And so the living well begins and ends with the fear of the Lord. If you will not revere God and reverence God, you can't live well according to God's plan for you. 
You, as I said, this world may define success in a particular way, and you may have certain successes in your life, but you will have gotten to the, the throne room of heaven, and if you have not submitted yourself to the Lord, you will not hear the words that every single one of us are opining and waiting and longing to hear, and that is well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we're doing. We're, we're on this path so that we will know that we lived well, that we obeyed God, that we heard his voice, that we were obedient. And in our obedience, the blessing of God came upon us. And so, so it begins and ends in the fear of the Lord. But today I want to give you this summation of Proverbs, okay? I'm going to cover Proverbs today. Next week I'm going to cover Ecclesiastes. I'm covering a whole book in one day. And so there's only one way I can cover this entire book in one day. And, and I encourage you to continue to read through it all. But it's to point you to a particular passage to help you understand the process of what's going on. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 22. The Bible says this. And this is very important in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 8, 22 through 36. Longer passage, but it's critical. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the water should not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. And all those who hate me love death. So this is referring to wisdom. What the Bible is saying here is that before anything was ever made, wisdom existed. Wisdom is an attribute of God. And so as God was creating this world, all of it, as the Bible says over and over and over again, says it was good. It was good. When you 
And so what God decided to do, just like you have atoms that make up your being, you have a DNA, you have certain processes that are flowing through your system, that are throwing through your body, that, that you will understand and you will hear and, 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 and be able to follow through and, and live your life. Your heart beats a particular number. Your, your blood flows a particular way. All these things are there inside of you, and they're, they're part of your existence. As such, God, as what we call in, in, in computer language, has hardwired this whole world with wisdom. Meaning that everything he created, it has wisdom in it. Why? Because it cannot be good unless it, unless it is wise. So this is why a tree grows the way it grows. This is why when you plant a seed in the ground, and if you do everything right, it produces. This is why everything works the way it's supposed to work. It's because God has designed wisdom with inside of it. This understanding, this knowledge, this experience, this, this blessedness that is there. And when you understand the wisdom of what God and how God has created things and how God has helped you and how God has formed you, then you will live well in your life. This is why he speaks of different things to stay away from in Scripture. This is why in Proverbs he tells you different things to stay away from in your life, to avoid these things, to walk away. Why? Because you weren't wired to live this way. Today across our society, there, there is there's this complete and utter disdain for the family that, that, that people are, are walking in, in ways that are, not, that are not conducive to the blessing of God. Let me tell you, the family, husband and wife, is what God has created. Anything else is not the way the Lord created it and as such does not have the blessing of God attached to it and as such is not wise y'all with me i'm not trying to be rude i'm not trying to be hateful or anything i'm just telling you the way the lord has designed it why because a husband and wife have not only the 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 what god the way god designed it is this that the family was to not only husband and wife would come together and love one another and that love would create an atmosphere of peace and hope and joy in their family as they produce children out of that and that children that come forth from that are designed by God for that existence to take place. When you remove these scenarios and add man's ideas to it, you cannot look at something let me just be as blunt as I can. Two women cannot reproduce and two men cannot reproduce. It's impossible. As such, the wisdom of God is then therefore shows us. How do you know? Because God's wisdom always reproduces. God's wisdom always grows. God's wisdom always keeps the process going. It doesn't end in one generation. It's all because God has wired everything to function correctly. Let me put it like this, for those of you car guys and gals. Because I never want to stereotype Franklin County because I see women with pink shotguns. Never seen such a thing in my life. So you break every mold I ever saw. But when you, when you recognize the, the, the beauty of the way 
the, the, the car is working. I mean, there's just something of just seeing how, how much power can come out of a correctly flowing engine there. But do something very foolish. Go to the gas station up here and put diesel in your unleaded car and see how it works. It doesn't. You see, what happens is that you say, well, it's at the gas pump. I know it's at the gas pump, but that's not what it's for. It's not for your car. It's for something else. Well, I demand that diesel work in my unleaded car. I'm sorry. That's not the way it's going to work. Well, this gas station hates me. No, your car is designed to run on unleaded gas. And if you will put the right thing in there, it will work. Y'all, I'm just being as loving as I can. The reality is, is that when we get wise in our own eyes and we try to understand the, the processes of this world, we recognize that, that there are certain things that God has wired throughout the universe that is supposed to work this way. They're, they're, supposed, they're designed a particular way and they will always produce fruit in the way that God designed it. It, that's the way God has planned it. If it is going to stop in a particular generation, that's not the way God designed it. He designed it to be ongoing and continuously, as he says, be fruitful and multiply. So we look at wisdom and we find wisdom by saying that God how did you create me? Why did you create me? How you look at me? And if I understand what God is trying to do in me, then I can understand how I can live well with God. When I understand the, the blessing that comes from, from obeying the, bless, the, 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 the path that God has placed in front of my life, then I can recognize the future that God has for me of a life well lived, of standing before the Lord and hearing those precious words, well done. So we find in 1 Corinthians 23, though, what we should be pursuing. The Bible says, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now here's what you need to know. Jesus came to this world and embodied wisdom for us. So if you want to live well, Follow Christ. If he said it, do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you follow after me, Jesus said, there's a place at my table. Why is Jesus important? Because if Jesus is not important, i.e. the fear of God, if he's not important 
then you can live any old way you want to live out there. You can, you, because tomorrow you're going to die. That's, that's, a, that's inevitability about all of us. Not a single person in here is guaranteed any long life. Not, well, I mean long life as I mean centuries. We all have a, a what the Bible says, a vapor, a mist, a, a smoke, a life that is so short and small. We, we cannot understand the complexities and the, and the multitude of, of the greatness of all this. We, we, we have no way of knowing the reality of this. And, and our life is this short. And what we, what we have in our lives, we cannot project and say, well, I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to do it this way. And, and then we remind ourselves that of, of our little child as five years old. Well, I don't know why I can't do it that way. Well, God says, I don't have to explain it to you. I'm just telling you no. <laughs> I don't have to explain to you why this is wise because the answer is found in the book of Job that we'll get to. Where were you when I told the waves to come this far and no further? And we'll go on in another day. But the Bible says wisdom was there in Proverbs 8. But we weren't. Wisdom was there and wisdom showed us and wisdom watched how the Father and the Son and the Spirit uh, just blessed and inhabited this world. Wisdom watched as the gloriousness of God was put on display and how everything is supposed to work and function and be after its own kind and how God has magnificently created all this and designed it this way. Wisdom tells us that we are called to follow after this God. But if you don't want Jesus, your time is short. Because one day, the Bible says, death will come. And there's no way you can put it off. And by putting, and we, we try to keep this body as healthy as we can. We try to, try to push it, but it is vanity is what Ecclesiastes says. It, the next week might be a little depressing. But it's vanity to try to go after all these things without Jesus. It's vanity to try to pursue things of wealth and sustenance and all these things if you won't first listen to Jesus. Because it's Jesus who has designed you. It's Jesus who has put you in. It's just like you standing there at the gas station getting mad at Jesus because diesel will not work your unleaded car. And then we get mad at God. God, I don't understand why this happens. Well, I'll tell you why it happens. Your car engine is designed a particular way. And if you fall, if you put something that's not supposed to be in it, it won't work. You are designed a particular way. This is why it's important for you to understand that there is a creator in heaven. If you take that away, you lose the awe and the awesomeness of God. If you think that you just crawled out of the river somewhere, out of the amoeba, and over process of time evolved into something, and, and, and the strongest of us survived the battle that took place, listen, hear me today. That's illogical, and it is a lie from the devil. You want me to get in as much hot water as I can? Hear me. I don't know why God's want me to go here, but listen to this. 
We are, we are, I just kind of hopefully put down the, the, pro, the fallacy of the homosexual lifestyle that's being propagated all through this country of ours. But hear me. If you follow even evolution, they can't reproduce. They'll die in one generation. And if this is the way it was supposed to be evolved, it's over in the next 40 years. Hear me today. But I tell you, God has designed you. He has plans for you to give you a future and a hope. And he has given you a manual on how you're to live well in this life. He has told you to stay away from these things because it will entice you and it looks good and it will but it will ultimately kill you. He tells you that these things we call it sin but you can call it whatever you want it will kill you. And if you go after that the flesh may like it but it will ultimately end in your destruction. When you feel and understand this knowledge and know that even, even the own arguments that are out there in the world are, are, that against God are worthless because everything here has been created by God and it goes far exceeding beyond what we could imagine. I don't have time to get into it because I don't even understand it. But one time, just Google, uh, what, what do they call it, quantum physics? That will hurt your head. Trying to understand that stuff hurts mine. You see, the, we don't even have half of a knowledge of what it takes to run this place. We have no authority to stand before God and declare to the Lord, God, this is the way I demand it to be. And God says, nope, you weren't there when I put it in motion. You weren't there when I hung the sun out in the universe and told it to stay there and not to move. You weren't there when I put all the planets in the places that they were are as they revolved around the sun. You weren't there when I carved out the oceans with my finger and when you weren't there when I put the mountains at their mountaintops and their valleys in their low places. You weren't there when I called forth all this in existence and how I designed it for a process and a plan you weren't there you don't understand it you can't fathom it it goes beyond how your ability to con conceive even gravity how it keeps pulling you down how I spun this world in the exact way to rotate so that you would not float off in, uh, into outer space how I designed this universe beyond just your atom and deep with inside of you you can't even fathom it because you weren't there that's Job's story. But wisdom tells me, I don't need to understand all this. I just need to know Jesus. Wisdom tells me that the Lord and Savior Jesus came from God. John chapter 3 tells me that He is the Son of God and He came from above. And the only way we can get to where He was is to go with Him. I can't follow Moses because Moses can't get me there. I can't follow Abraham because Abraham can't get me there. Because neither one of them were there in the beginning. But there was one who was there that stood on top of all the mountains. Who, who was there when all the valleys were being 
looking for. There was one that was there that watched it all, that participated in it. And the Gospel of John tells us in John chapter 1 that by him all things were created and nothing that was made that was made that he wasn't involved in it. He has created it all. He has designed it all. And if you want to know wisdom, you need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's the one that pulls you up. He's the one that lifts you out. He's the one that quashes your sin. He's the one that corrects your soul. He's the one that breaks the addiction. He's the one that blesses you. He's the one that is sovereign over all. Jesus Christ alone is our wisdom and our hope and we have no hope but him amen you and I we are all but but pilgrims journeying through this world but there was one that's been here long before we ever were here he's called in Daniel the ancient of days he was there and he has produced all. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says this, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. He became everything we needed. So that we didn't have to worry about all these particular proverbs here and making certain that all of them work. No, we need to follow Jesus and read those words in red and hear his voice and listen to what he tells you to do and, and obey him. Because I guarantee you, if you read the words in red in the four gospels, they will echo what you will find in the book of Proverbs here. Because what they are is that all the wisdom that is of this world has only come from God, and God was there first. So for you this morning, as we close out this service, I ask you the question, if you want to live well, will you walk with God? And if you want to walk with God, you've got to walk with Jesus. For only Jesus satisfies your soul. Only Jesus, as that old song says, makes you whole. Only Jesus can come into your situation and deliver you and help you and redeem you and encourage you and bless you. Only Jesus. For what we preach and what every church across America preaches that loves the Word of God is this. You are loved by God. You are formed by God. You are created by God. Because you are created, you have purpose. Your life is not meaningless. Your life is not something that you've got to kind of manufacture on your own. No, you have a designer who planned on you being here. And he loves you and wants you, your life, to come forth and produce all that it was called to do. But you cannot do that unless you follow the Word of God. That's how you live well. When you violate this, you violate God and the principles that He has planned for you. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.